song, that song directly ties in with the message, especially the chorus because of the power of God. But if you have your Bibles with you, um, turn to Genesis chapter 1, starting in verse 6. Scripture reads, And God said, Let there be firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. Sorry. And God said, Let the waters under heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called he seas. And God saw that, that it was good. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth gr grass, an herb yielding seed after its kind, and the, and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself and uh, after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be four signs and four seasons and four days and years. And let them or and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven, to give light upon the earth, and it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also, and God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly... The moving creature that hath life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open, firmament of heaven. And, and God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind and cattle after their kind and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our own image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that earth upon earth that creepeth upon the earth. So God created 
man in his own image, and the image of God created him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed, to you it shall be for meat." And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to every thing that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life. I have given every green herb for me, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you this evening, Lord, and we are just grateful and thankful for the opportunity to be gathered in your presence, Lord. I humble myself as the preacher tonight, Lord. I just ask that you just allow your words to flow through me, Lord. Only your words, that you just take me out, Lord, and that you just you just move your spirit in, in, into, into my lungs, Lord, that you just fill me up, Lord, so and and, and use me, use me for the for, for the for the service tonight, Lord, as the preacher, as, as the vessel that you have called me to be, Lord. Lord, I just ask that you just you just put a put a special hand over me, Lord, that you just, you just allow me to preach your word according to its purpose, Lord. And Lord, I'm just grateful and thankful for all things. And I just ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. In Genesis chapter one, so far we've seen the creation, you know, God said, let there be light. But that's not the only thing that happened. We see in starting in verse six, everything that God is making. Genesis chapter 1, we see the power of God on display. We see Him create the waters, the fish, dividing the heavens from the earth. We see Him make day and night. In Genesis, we see God establish order. Everything He made, the Bible said He saw it and it was good. At the end of the chapter, it says, And God, in verse 31, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. See, God doesn't make bad things. He don't. He can't. So I say, how powerful is God? He is mighty powerful. We see this in display throughout this whole chapter. And ain't it a beauty seeing how God works, the order that he makes things in? I believe that God is powerful and holy, just like the Bible says he is. So God goes and he makes all of these things. They are pleasing to him. They have order. He, he has established who is going to rule over the things of the earth, the fish, the fowl, the, the creatures, the whales, everything. We see that what the Bible says is true because we live it today. Don't we see that, that, that we are the, the alpha predator in, in the food chain? We see that, that, that we have rule over the, the, the deer, the cattle, the sheep, the goats, the fish. We see that we have rule over them because God has established order. We see how great God works. We see how great He works in this chapter. I am so passionate about this message that God has put on my heart he, you, you see the beauty in his works. You see, you see what he can do. But he can do so much more. 
The power this text shows, you see that the, the God is the most powerful being in this entire universe. He is the most powerful entity to ever exist. We see that the Bible says that we are created in his image, but he says in our image. We are, we are created in the image of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and it's right in Genesis. That's right. It's right in Genesis, right, to, right, right for us all to see. So we know that the, 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 the message of the Bible is true because we see the message of the Bible throughout the whole Bible. And we see how powerful he has made these words. You, know, you, you realize how he made creation? It is so powerful. And it is, it is such a beauty to, to imagine. I can't even completely imagine the beauty that God has, has made taking, taking place. I can't imagine. It's so beautiful. I would love to be there to see it. Too bad I can only read about it, but man, those words give you, they're so impactful. It excites you. It excites you to see that God is still working. It it, it excites you to see that God was always working from the beginning. Amen. There was peace and no sin. God made man and there was peace and no sin. It was perfect. The, this this part of the Bible, it sounds like paradise. You you you, you almost ima- you want to imagine what what heaven is like, and I'm and I'm sure heaven's going to be better than this, yep. than than exactly what he made. I, I I have a feeling it's better, and if it ain't, oh, it's it's still perfect because this what he made is perfect. There was harmony. Can you can you just imagine just just seeing this? I mean, it, it's, it's beautiful. So I ask you, and these are not the points for tonight, but I have three questions to ask you. Do you realize just what God can do? Have you seen what God can do? And what does the Bible say about what God can do? We see the power of God on display Every single day. We feel the power of God displayed every single day to us. Whether it be the small things that we that, that we that we think are small, but actually they're really big, because everything that God does is really big because it's God has done it. Yeah. Have you seen what God can do? God can turn a society around in a second. God can turn your world around in a second. And he promised that he's going to do that, but oh, God can do it. God can do it. Point number one, and then and the title of the message is the power of God, because we see his power displayed here. Yes. The first point is God has all the power in Psalms chapter eighty-nine, verse six. For who? In the heaven can be compared unto the Lord, who among the sons of the mighty can be likened unto the Lord. There ain't nobody in here. There ain't nobody out in the world. There ain't nobody in power. There's no king. There's no president that is greater than Jesus Christ our Lord. There ain't nobody. Jesus is number one. 
and not even Satan can match up to our Lord. The power we see displayed in the scriptures, the power that, that is talking about in Psalms chapter 89, verse 6, is the most power we can, we have, we've seen in Genesis chapter 1. Other than the cross, I don't think I've seen power, such power displayed in this book. The Genesis chapter 1. And you can debate me on that. Because creation is so powerful. God is the most powerful and can do all. Ain't it a blessing to see what God can do in your life? If you just stand back and watch it. You don't got to put a hand in it. You just watch God work and, and, and be the vessel that, that He's called each and every one of us to be, spreading His message to the world, living our lives according to what God wants us to live. Ain't it nice to see how God works? The power, the power that He has to change you. The power that He that, that, that changed you. See, all of us were once sinners bound for hell. We, we were doing things that was against God's law, but, but God... God justified us, and every day works to sanctify us. That means to, to, to make us better, to, to get closer to God. God created all things. Do you realize the power of creation? Do you realize the power that, that is displayed? If this don't get you excited, then I don't know what will. Because this, this is what God has done for all of us. He made us the, the leaders of this. God... God's wonderful. And God, God is so great. Amen. He is so powerful. Yes. I don't care who you are. You can, you can be, you can be uh, President Biden. You can be the Kennedys. You can be, you can be King Caesar. Ain't nobody greater than God. You can, you can take all these other religions. Buddha. You, you can, you can take Allah. They ain't none of them matching up to, to, to the God. He ain't just our God. He's the God. He has all the power. I'm convinced with, with what I've seen him do in my life, with, with what I've seen him do in everybody else's life, and your life, and your life, and all of your life. The stories that I hear, men and women, that weren't living the right way, but once they found God, more like God found me in, in, in the dark alley that I didn't know where I was going. I needed somebody, and God came, and He was the Savior for all of us. Praise God! Praise God! Oh, I love God. He's such a wonderful being, and He does wonderful things. And point number two, is God is in control of all things. In Isaiah chapter 14, verse 24, the Lord of hosts hath sworn, saying, Surely as I have thought, so it shall come to pass. And as I have purposed, so shall it stand. Just like in Genesis, all God has to do is think it. All He has to do is say, Hey, I want this like this. It's going to be that way. Right. And it's going to be like that because God wants it to be that way. You know, I'm glad that God's in control and I'm not in control. Right. Because, because if we were in control, 
The human race, everything, would have been extinct. Them the scientists that say that the earth is on its way to dying, global warming and pollution. Yeah, pollution is bad, but, but God's in control. Amen. You know, this world would have been gone a, a long time ago if man was in control. Because man, man seeks power, wealth, fame, fortune, pleasure, I can keep going because the Bible names them all. In the stories, in the New Testament, names them all. That's what would be run in this world. And, 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 we, and we might see that, that in our school systems, that in our government, in our countries, countries all around the world, not just here in America, we might see that the world, the world might seem to be dying, but God's still in control of this world. God's still in control of everything. The control that God has. Ain't nothing happening without God's approval. That's right. right. Even if it's not good. Even if it don't seem good. God's going to use it. We know what Romans 8.28 says. We know what that scripture says. That's a good scripture. Romans. But as we get sidetracked, there ain't nothing in control of God. God controls all things. Basically, whatever God says, it shall and it will come to pass. And it, no man's opinion can stop what God wants. No leaders, no men or women, no children can stop what God wants. God is in control. You see, we see in our country, school systems... They ain't very good. But what I see is God, God is raising young godly men to step up boldly in their faith. We see that schools are putting the Ten Commandments back into school. They're, 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 ref they're refusing teachers to not accept prayer time. If a student wants to pray, he can pray. Amen. If a teacher wants to pray, oh, Sister Fluffyhead might get offended and Brother Blabberjaws might talk about it, but that, that man or woman is going to pray. Amen. And there ain't nothing stopping it. God is in control of all things. There is nothing that God ain't in control of. Amen. The Creator controls the creation. You see, I think I would be a fool to think that God wouldn't be able to control me because He created me. That's right. The, the Bible says that He formed me in my mother's womb. Carefully. He's in control. And boy, am I glad. Because I'd be making... Now, I'm not saying I don't make wrong decisions because the preacher up here tonight makes, makes a ton of them. I'm sure preachers all over the world make a ton of bad decisions. I'm sure teachers, Sunday school teachers, deacons make wrong decisions. But that's when God is there to pick you up and show you what to do. Right. He's there to convict us and then he'll comfort us. He will pick us up and tell us, hey, that's wrong. Don't do it again. Amen. You know... Man builds vehicle. Does the vehicle control the man? No. 
the man controls the vehicle. Right. We build all this technology, these tools to help us work. Those tools don't control us. We control the tools. Same thing with God. We're tools in His plan. And God, God controls the tools. He has control. He has control of everything in your life. You might think you have control over, let's say, a car payment or or what a house, a house payment. God has control of that. He provided me, He, he provided jobs. He, he, he provided he provided you you things to, to overcome the struggles of the world. And Satan, Satan likes to think he's all that. And he thinks, I'm in control. That's what he thinks. He's like, I'm the ruler of this world. Ain't nothing better than me. He likes to act like that. But we know that God is more powerful than Satan. Yeah. And God... We read the end of the book, and we go throughout the book. See, we, we think that, that, that God only defeats Satan at the, at the end of the book. God defeats Satan throughout the whole book and throughout your whole life. God defeats Satan. Satan ain't winning no war. He might get a couple battles here and there. He might get a, uh, get a couple swings in. But God's here to back me up. God's here to fight my fight. And all I have to do is pick up my cross and carry it. We can't fight off Satan alone. That's right. But he's no match for God. Absolutely no match for God. And this brings me, brings us to our third and last point. Is God cannot be tempted. In James chapter 1 verse 13, it says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempteth he any man. That scripture, God cannot be tempted. Therefore, therefore God ain't sinning. You see, we saw, we saw in the in the Bible, the Bible says that, that Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. Yes. But Jesus, he did what we ought to do when we're tempted. Is use scripture. Use that sword that we talk about. Use the Bible. God is so powerful that that, that the ruler, the, 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 the prince of the airways of this world, ain't no match. Because he can't even tempt God. God cannot, and, and, and the other part of this verse, God cannot tempt you to do evil. That's Satan. God's job is to, to, to help you, to help you get through it, to, to, to teach you something about him, to allow you to get closer to him. The power that God has to not be tempted the power that God has to not sin. He is holy and just. And we ought to follow God. We ought to follow Him. God is holy. He is just. He is always right. And He will always make the right decision. That, that, just, that just displays the power that, that, that God really has. And do you know why? Because... We live in a world where everybody sins. So, so to think about a being that can't sin, can't even be tempted, 
Perfect. God is perfect. We see in Genesis chapter 1 that the, the, the great and miraculous things that God can do. We ought to follow God. It'd be a wise choice. Because to see what he can do in Genesis chapter 1, you read the full book, you see how powerful that God really is. God, he's going to continue to be God. The same God that we see in Genesis 1 and through the, through the Old Testament and the New is the same God that we see today. No sign of God stopping. He ain't stopping the plan. He ain't. God don't change plan. There's no plan B. There's no C. There's plan A, which is plan Jesus, plan God. That's the plan that I want to be a part of. We, we read of all the miraculous things. Don't you want to be a part of that? Yes. Don't you don't you want to don't you want to finally get through to heaven and see see the gates see the streets see the mansion but that ain't the best part those, those are those are kind of side pieces like you know God is God is kind of you know those are those are smaller pieces to the puzzle but but the real the real reward is to be able to praise and worship Jesus for eternity how he wanted us to do in Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2 and chapter 3 and throughout the whole Bible we see that God his plan for us is to worship and praise him all the time every day every second I don't got to be satisfied with my sin anymore in heaven. There ain't no sin in heaven. There's only eternal worship of Jesus. It's going to be a great time in heaven. It's going to be miraculous, wonderful. And we're going to be with all of our Christian brothers and sisters for the ones that are saved in our family that have passed on. We're going to see them. We're going to get to see Jesus. We're going to get to see God. Man, it is said that the man right now, we can't look upon God. We read that in Sunday school this morning, didn't we? But when we get to heaven, I believe that I'm going to be able to look at God. I believe that I'm going to feel God's presence. You, You like when you feel the Holy Spirit, the presence of God on you all the time? That's going to be what heaven's like. I'm going to be able to feel the presence of God, of God in person. There's going to be no boundaries between God and us. That's right. God will be with us. I will be, we, we will be able to walk with him. I can't wait till I can, till I can ask him, why'd you do it for me? And hear him say, because I loved you. And I want to give Jesus a hug. I want to get on my knees and praise him. I want to worship God like God ain't ever been worshipped before. In heaven, in his presence. I don't care what we do in heaven. I know we like to make our jokes. I hope there's fishing in heaven. I hope that, that we can eat in heaven. I could honestly, I don't care what we do in heaven. As long, as long as it involves Jesus. Amen. I ain't never felt better on this earth than in church. That's right. Same here. 
You know, church is a place where we gather how God wants us to be in His presence with our with everybody. All the all the Christians, all the children of God, the born again. He wanted us to be with Him. And we're with Him in spirit. He's with us in spirit. But ain't it gonna be a blessing to be with Jesus? Jesus is the main goal. Throughout throughout the beginning, God's plan still stands. God, He done knew that we were gonna mess up. We're gonna gonna cover that in in the sermons to come. But but we know that, that, that God, He knows all. And he planned, he planned Jesus from the beginning. He planned what was going to happen on that cross in Genesis chapter 1. He knew that when he made man, that we were going to sin against him. He knew, and he still made us because he loved us. He loved us enough. He loved us enough to send his only begotten son for us. And I can't wait to see him. I can't. I know I'm just a young guy, but I could care less on whether what age I make it to. Honestly, I'd rather Jesus come back sooner or later, but I got a mission. We all got a mission, and that's to further the kingdom of God. It's to further the kingdom of God. God is so powerful. You know, when Satan comes and comes and along your path. He uses, he uses other people. He goes into your mind, infiltrates your mind. He, he tells you, you ain't good enough. Well, I tell Satan, oh, I know I ain't good enough, but I know what God has called me to do, and it ain't me, it's God. I take no pride in what I say, but I take all the pride in what God says. I'm proud to be a servant of Christ. Amen. And that's the only pride I will accept. You know, Satan, he has a way of, of working against you. But he's against God, and God is for us, so he's against us. And he wants to hurt God. And when God when God says, He'll protect me, like I know in the scriptures, against temptation, I know it's true, but I just gotta call on him. You know, Satan. He has a way of doing things. Like I said, he uses other people against us. He uses he uses our mind against us. Our flesh. I shouldn't say mind, but our flesh that is connected to the to this mind and to this to this body and to the soul. It's connected. He has easy access sometimes. And when Satan says, you're not doing good enough. You know, I don't got to do good enough. I don't. Because it ain't me working. It's God working through me. Amen. When somebody when somebody says, that was a good sermon. Or when somebody says, oh, that was a good podcast episode. Or, or whatever. It ain't me. Because I ain't smart enough. But I know one who is Amen. smart enough. And that's the Holy Spirit of God that is Jesus, that is God. He is the most powerful. You know, if, if you're struggling in your life and you and you don't and you and you don't know, 
you don't really know the power of God, you know, and, and you haven't been born again, you know, come. Because, because this place, oh, when you get saved, you, you feel this, the Spirit of God. You feel His power. But when you get saved, don't let that stop. Right. It's gonna have some bumps. You're gonna you're gonna go through some valleys. You might not always feel the presence of God, but know that God is always working. He's had a plan from the beginning, and He has a plan for the end. But the end really ain't the end. No. Yeah. The end of this world. That's that's the end of this world. But we got we got stuff to look forward to. So cling to the power of God. Cling to what God wants you to do. Cling to His presence. Listen to God when He is speaking to your heart. Because God speaks to our heart all the time. Brother Ed, you, you said that you were coming to church and you, and you, you didn't. You, this, this morning, the, the testimony that you gave, you, you said that, that, that you, know, you didn't really know what was going on, but you, you passed your neighbor and you're like, you know what? If, I feel like i got to go talk to him. That was God speaking to your heart, telling him or telling you to go to him. And if you didn't go to him, then that hour conversation about this would have never happened. Right. And maybe, and maybe, maybe he, he, he's not on the edge of going to church, of giving his life to Christ. And there are still steps in our Christian walk that we have to take when it comes to, 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 to showing people the right way. But when God's speaking to your heart, he ought to, you, you ought to listen to him because he, he knows what he's talking about. He knows the all knowing being. I ought to listen to him because he has our best intentions. Who ain't God powerful? Power, powerful enough to, to save our soul. Powerful enough to give us eternal life through his son. And then through his son, we can talk to God, the father. He hears us. See, before that, to forgive our sins, we have to, we have to sacrifice animals. But... No more of that. Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. Oh, I love God. You know, these past couple days, just thinking about, about, past week to be honest, about the creation, how he, how he perfectly made everything. How, how it just all, you know, I've, I've never, I've never read, I don't know, it, it almost makes you make you want to, to, to cry. It makes it makes you want to cry because you've never seen such beauty displayed in our lives. But the Bible tells us so. And we know it's true. So if you if you are struggling with feeling God's presence, if again, if you if you aren't Realizing that, that God has all the power, then I welcome you to come to the altar to, to, to pray. And, you know, maybe maybe it's not your first time to the altar. I know most of us have come, but it's a blessing. Pray. I'm, I'm going to say this. This could be your last opportunity in your life to pray. To come to this altar, kneel before God, and pray for somebody.
Somebody that is lost, somebody in your family, somebody that you know needs Jesus. This could be your last opportunity. You could walk out these doors and tragedy strikes. Do, do you, I know it's on your conscience right now. Do you want that to, maybe your prayer is, is, is what, is what makes God say, okay, I'm sending somebody. Maybe it's the last time that you pray and it, and it, it might not be, but pray like it is your last prayer. Amen. Amen.